Hey there, listeners. Howdy. <laughs> Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie Season 2. Season 2, where, oh boy, have we just thrown all propriety out the window. We are just, we're, we're just ready. No, we're this back. is terrible. And um, better than ever. Yep, welcome back to the podcast where the points don't matter, and I'm trying to steal every YouTuber intro out there and make it my own. I'm coming for you, Philip DeFranco. Oh my god. <laughs> no, welcome no. to Rhapsody and Reverie, season two, episode Dose. one. It's the season premiere. A little delayed, but that's okay. That's okay. Back. And we're ready. Guess who's back, 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 back again. <laughs> so we're starting out the season strong, much like this musical pop duo, aka the best-selling rock duo in all of American history. Can you guess in the next three seconds who that is? I bet you can't, because <laughs> this week we are talking about Hollow Notes. Yes, Daryl Hall and John Oates. Mm-mm-mm. Sound like a cereal. Man, I just (laughs) love waking up in the morning with my Mm. box of Hall and Oates. Mm, I am the first person in history to make this joke. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They made my dreams come true. Ah. So today we are going to just talk a little bit about our, I guess our experiences with their, the songs that really matter to us. It's that it's, we're starting the season off light for you guys, you know? Yeah. We we, we don't want to hit you with the two hour heavyweight episode that leaves you just dazed and confused. We're gonna ease mm-hmm. you into it. Exactly. So. Because those two hour episodes are surely coming. Yes. Yes they are. <laughs> <laughs> but today, let's let's uh dive right in, shall we? So how did you become acquainted with uh Holland Oates? So Holland Oates is one of those bands that's been in my life since I knew what music was. Uh, I don't think I can recall a time before Hall and Oates in yeah. my life. It, it, oh. Hall, and Oates, Hall and Oates was one of the first bands that I knew. And it's all because of my dad. Nice. He was a huge Hollow Notes fan, and he would play all of their songs. I, whenever I think of Hollow Notes, I think about my backyard from my childhood because okay. my dad would. No, every not every weekend, but most weekends, my dad would be out in the yard doing yard work, as a lot of dads are want to do, mm-hmm. um, and moms, you know power to the people but yeah. um my dad was the major uh yard work person in my house and whenever he was out there a lot of times he would bring out his boombox at the time because that was um before we had ipods in my family um so he'd bring out <laughs> yeah he'd bring out like a boombox and put some cds on and it would be Hollow Notes. There are others, but Hollow Notes was the one that stuck out to me the most because I just loved dancing to Hollow Notes songs because they're just so fun. And I Can't Go For That was probably one of my earliest favorite songs growing up, like, period, of all artists. Nice. I, I I loved I Can't Go For That. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I just would dance around my backyard. 
and my oh. dad would be either mowing the lawn or grilling or cleaning something, doing something. But yeah, and then absolutely ever... superb, you funky yeah. little cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> just imagining him like looking at you like grilling as you as you like dance to this like this very groovy like like very mellow song like like i can't go for that and like i'm imagining you doing this as like a seven-year-old and him like beaming with like a singular masculine tear dropping down his cheek (laughs) that's my girl she's got good taste I mean, like, kind of. Oh! But, no, I mean, my dad's not staring at me crying because no, I... No, I know, I know. <laughs> but, like, no, like, I, my, my family's always been a musical one, and mm. particularly with my dad, I think probably the easiest way for me and my dad to connect I think has always been music even to this day he's always whenever I talk to him he's Mm. always asking me to send him new music and I mean he took me to one of my first concerts yeah um well I mean my mom took me to one of my like it they both did but Mm. um I remember when I wanted to go to one of my first concerts as a teenager um, he was, he was the one that went with me because he and I were always talking about music. And one of the artists that was playing at that show was an artist that I had actually introduced to him. Um, so that's just been the way it's always played out with me and my dad. And so Hall and Oates was kind of the start of all that. It was kind of the first artist that we sort of bonded over. And that's really awesome. Yeah, this is a very wholesome story, weirdly enough, and it's just continued on into my life, and it's funny, I got to see them live, Mm. and one of the first things I did when I got gifted the tickets by you, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which, thanks, Bam, by the way. Um, Oh, anytime. But yeah, when I, I got the tickets, one of the first things... I did was call my dad. It was like, guess who's seeing all the notes? Um, so yeah, I called my dad and my mom, and I just told them about it, and it, it was it was really great. And I got to send him pictures of Holland Oats and videos of the Holland Oats show. So Holland Oats is a very like art. It's a very near and dear artist to my heart because. Whenever I listen to them, I can't help but think about my childhood um, and my parents, specifically my dad. So that's my weirdly wholesome story of how I first discovered Hall & Oates. How about you? How about me? Um, I I honestly don't know when I, when I like, first heard... Hollow notes, like I have no conscious memory of 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 knowing. Oh yes, this is when I first heard mm-hmm. the wonder that was Man Eater, or or You Make My Dreams. Because I feel like a lot of movies when I was growing up used You Make My Dreams Come True as like montage music for when mm-hmm. a character's really happy. I don't know why I have that feeling, but I, I feel like they definitely did. Um, so like, I, I love those songs, but I didn't consciously associate them with Hollow Notes. In fact, I didn't know Hollow Notes was like a thing <laughs> for a while until I was like a baby teenager, like 13 or 14, when I watched Patrick Stump on Daryl Hall's web series <laughs> live from Daryl's house because Daryl Hall has a web series, an award winning web series where he just has famous musicians come to his house and just play music in the woods like in the middle of the woods that's so (laughs) dope 
Right? I, I remember thinking, oh, cool, I don't know who this man is, but I want to go to his house in the woods. And, and then, uh, like, when they played, I forgot what song they played together that was from Holland Oats. But um, I was like, oh, Patrick knows them. I should know them. And then it, like, it, then it clicked. Like, oh, it's these guys. These guys are great. <laughs> That's my story. True story. <laughs> thanks, Patrick Stump. Yes, thank you. Weirdly Good enough, looking for... out. Thanks, thanks, Patrick. It was like what you remember, like you went on like YouTube binges because that was the only way to like really listen to music and to fill yeah. your time. Yeah, those were one days. Of those. So they have the these funky these funky guys have had quite the career and they're still going strong. So, I don't, I don't even know what to, where to really begin with them. I feel uh, like, uh, I feel like you do. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I will always begin with I Can't Go For That. Because that, everything about that song to me is iconic. Even, espe- not especially the music video for that song. I haven't seen it. Is it, I, is it good? I love it because it's really just them in a just a room that's filled with smoke from a fog machine. <laughs> and I mean, if I'm remembering the video correctly, um, and then you've just got Daryl Hall and John Oates. And like a keyboard or a synthesizer. <laughs> and you got John Oates with his glorious mustache. <laughs> I know. Can we can we take a minute? Can we take a minute to appreciate yeah. that mustache? Yeah. And how mad I how mad I got when it disappeared. Right? That's where we really need to start, is John Oates' mustache. For the longest yeah. time I was just hell-bent on finding a guy mm-hmm. that had a mustache just like John Oates, specifically so that um, maybe, just maybe, he might ask me out so that I could say, I can't go for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then and turn if, around and go, no, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, but, but come back, because, just kidding. <laughs> I gotta date that mustache. Uh, to, yeah, I need a John Oates mustache in my life. <laughs> like, it was my life's goal for the longest time to just <laughs> to find a mustache out in the wild. <laughs> that was just as glorious. <laughs> a wild oats. It's there. Mmm. <laughs> They're on the plains of the Serengeti. This is like my really shitty David Attenborough impression. Here we see the oats mustache <laughs> in its natural habitat, surrounded by fog machines and Oh, the beautiful John Oates' face. Yeah. Back to how I can't go for that. So, like, what about the song besides obviously the killer music video uh, struck you? The intro. That's the it. True. The baseline of that intro. It's <laughs> so yes, and that I do love the, that bit. It's so great. I don't think I've ever heard an intro that captivating. Like up until that point, I'd never heard an intro that captivating. It was just so well arranged. Yeah, you know. The, I will the, say that is. <laughs> That is something that's very admirable about them, that all of their music is really well arranged and really well thought out. Like, it's very meticulously put together. Yeah. I appreciate that. It probably comes from, like, changing labels a couple of times and changing producers a few times, but, like, Mm -hmm. you get to a point where you're like, I know what I want. Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean... I can't go for that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that came kind of after at least a couple albums. 
Yeah. All of their all of their hits came after three albums because yeah. their first three albums were only like, eh. But like, yeah, I can't go for that was one of their biggest hits ever, and it was like, it was two or three albums after they first charted with Rich Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I think you can really tell the 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 growth. Oh, for sure. You like, know? Don't get me wrong, Rich Girl's a great song. It's a bop. But the difference in artistry between Rich Girl and I Can't Go For That is big. And, like, granted, it's it's a few years. Uh, it's a different musical time period because I think stylistically Rich Girl mm-hmm. is still very 70s and I Can't Go For That is very 80s. Mm-hmm. But it is it is growth and it is more it is better crafted, I think. Yeah. I also think the lyricism and songwriting on yeah. I can't go for that to me personally, I think it resonates with me more than Rich Girl does. And I mean that could also just be thematically what's happening. Because, okay. I mean, Rich Girl, it's a song about a rich girl. And yeah, he's, he's like, being coy with this girl who's obviously, like, kind of bitchy. Yeah, so that compared to I Can't Go For That, you know, the messages are a little different there. So it might just be me really resonating with the overall theme of I can't go for that. Oh yeah. You know, maybe I just have a thing about <laughs> song being like, I can't do that. Sorry, man. <laughs> nah. Swerve. It's it's kinda like thematically, it's kinda like meatloaves. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI is gonna text me, don't move. <laughs> But <laughs> what is it with people going, look, I love you and I do a lot, but now I'm not going to do that thing. I yeah. can't go for that thing. Because where does it stop? Where do you yeah. draw the line? And like in, in, in a serious vein, that's a really good question. Because I mean, like when, you, when you're doing a lot for, say, your partner um, and you're giving a lot of yourself. But you're finally you have to draw that line in the sand. Like, that's a big deal. Like That's like mm-hmm. a thing that a lot of people have to do. Yeah. Comedically, I keep thinking about anal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, I do a lot of things. You ain't not- putting that in my butt. <laughs> oh, man. Season two, starting off. Family friendly. <laughs> the point is. I Can't Go For That is a great song that I used to listen to as a child. <laughs> yep. Yes. You know what kind of makes me think of, like, those bead curtains? Like, the shimmer, like, when you when you run your hand along some bead curtains? I'm sorry, not to go back to anal. But... <laughs> <laughs> no! I really did try. I really did try changing the subject. I I wanted to leave it alone, but I <laughs> I really tried to leave it alone. <laughs> I was gonna let you finish, but God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can't go for that's great. Moving on, that song. Moving. You make my dreams. I don't like the I don't like the fact that the title is just "You Make My Dreams," because I really want to just finish it with "Come True." <laughs> it's like, yes. it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of like when they had a with Beethoven's father playing scales, and then he, it, it pissed Beethoven off that like he didn't finish the scale. He'd get all the way to like T, and he'd have to come downstairs and hit the dough. Um, but anyway, that song's a bop. 
And it makes me picture walking down a sunny street in one of one of those like I don't know like everything's going right for me kind of moments. You mean like five hundred days of summer? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a rather iconic scene. I I've only seen movie. the movie once. I yeah. forgot that happened. I've only seen the movie once myself, and that's the uh-huh. scene that sticks out to me most. I mean, it that song definitely has that vibe. I think that to to the movie maker's credit. Mm-hmm. They really were on the nose with the song they chose for that scene, for that moment. So that's a testament to good music going hand in hand with film in a beautiful way that moves the story forward. So I appreciate that. And, you know... <clears throat> I, too, would like to listen to you make my dreams after boning someone hot. What? (laughs) We're back on the sex train. Well, that's what happens. (laughs) I wonder if, like, people, when, like, Hollow Notes were making new music and just, like, putting these these big hits that we now know as established music history, um, like, like, when it was happening, I wonder if people were like, oh, God, I can't wait to go home and bone to this record. God, what a sex jam. Yeah, you you, you imagine Daryl Hall and John Oates in the studio being like, this is gonna be the sex jam. <laughs> People gonna make babies to this. You know what's great, though? None of them could have predicted that really iconic vine with that, with that girl with the paper bags with the anime faces drawn on them, where, like, she keeps taking them off. At the end, it's like, what I want, and then it cuts. You know the vine I'm talking about. I've never seen that vine, but... Oh! (laughs) I'll have to send it to you later. Yeah. I just think, Uh, there are a lot of vines (laughs) with that song, and a lot of videos with that song. One of my personal favorites is somebody um, took video of a mosh pit at Warp Tour, and they put you make my dreams over it so you just see the crowd going getting fucking lit till you make my dreams you know what though it deserves that it deserves that because it, it really you does. make my dreams come true is a great song and it, it's it's a, it's actually unironically like a very good song to get pumped up to like when you want to have a positive day yeah um, I don't know. I'm, it's it's a very cute song. Like it's it's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. It it's wholesome. It, yeah, it just it makes you feel good regardless of where you are <laughs> in the day. It's sort You're just of, like, and and not to make this a bad segue, but it's sort of thematically the opposite of man eater, which while also a bop and a great way to get yourself pumped, it's like. <laughs> Hey, kid, watch out. That girl's a bitch. She will ruin your life. Run away. She will chew you up and spit you out. (laughs) Yeah, I remember hearing that song. Again, I listened to all these songs. Admittedly, probably way too young. But, like... No, I feel like, like, on a surface level, you can definitely introduce, like, kids to these songs. Like, they're, they're bops. Like, when yeah. you grow up is when you're like, oh, there's another Larry. <laughs> like, when I was little, I used to think about tigers when I heard this song. Like, I didn't think about people. <laughs> I thought this was about tigers. <laughs> Watch out for my pet tiger. She'll chew you up. That's literally, that's what I used to think about. That's I used to think about cute. tigers. And, like, in my brain, part of me was like, this probably isn't really about tigers. But But, I like the imagery. (laughs) But I like tigers. (laughs) And, like, it could be about tigers, but no, I'm not. Do you remember that, do you remember that commercial 
oh god it was like a decade ago maybe i think it was for google drive and it and it used like i don't i think it was either hollow oats go like under the breath going oh here she comes and it's like she's a and like he'd type something and he'd go no that's not it she's a man stealer no she's a bad person (laughs) i think it was a commercial for google drive i don't remember like (laughs) but i I think that's when i was like oh they're doing the thing they're they're doing that thing that famous musicians do sometimes they make fun of themselves (laughs) that's that was i don't know why i have that very vivid memory of man eater but i do for you since yeah. you know you're a little bit more steeped in hollow notes than i am um do you think the panic at the disco song sarah smiles was intentionally like paying uh homage to this song or do you think it's just a coincidence that they're both dating slash married someone named sarah i think it's just a coincidence because honestly i mean I haven't really studied both songs lyrically, so I don't know lyrically how much overlap there is, but, like, musically, the songs are, like, vastly different. Oh, no, no, they're definitely musically. No, I just wondered if that was, like, a thing that Brendan was like, I'm being clever, ha ha. I mean, I I don't know. I've I've always wondered that when I first heard about uh, Brendan's song, Sarah Smiles. Like, when I first... When I first heard that song, all I could think about was, mm, y'all stole this title. <laughs> 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 because I grew up with Sarah Smile. It's one of my mm-hmm. dad's favorite Hall and Oates songs. And to, in my head, when somebody says Sarah Smile, that's the first song I think of. And then I okay. think about Sarah Smiles by Panic at the Disco later. Okay. Um, but I love that song. It's yeah. so. That's one of the first songs that I sort of listened to and was like, "Wow, that's beautiful." I still, I, I still haven't listened to it. Oh my gosh! No, you need to listen <laughs> to it. It's on my list. It's, it's on my list. It's so beautiful, and in terms of, it's a whole different side of hollow notes that I don't think a lot of people that just listen to the major major hits uh, Mm -hmm. I mean people our age that just listen to the major major hits you know people that sort of get second hand exposure to hollow notes I don't think they really view hollow notes as being able to do some of that like softer mm-hmm. sweeter stuff because you i mean you hear i can't go for that man eater private eyes you make my dream like all those they're all upbeat they're all funky and like danceable songs but sarah yeah. smiles is this really just sweet song just about wanting to just be close to someone and you just feel like the second that song comes on, it makes you want to slow dance in a dark room with someone you love. It, Aww. And it has that and carries it all the way throughout. And honestly, uh, initially when I heard that song, it wasn't even like a romantic feeling because my dad was the one that played it so much. For a while, mm-hmm. it was just like a just a really good song about just like, being around people you care about and then yeah like as I got older I was able to appreciate the sort of romance in that song but it's definitely a song that I think everyone should listen to at least once because I think it's one of their most beautiful songs that they've ever done 
um, personally. But again, they have so much music that I have not listened to. <laughs> because I will admit that I am not 100% well-versed in hollow notes. I, I am... I'm young. I'm a young fan in terms of yeah. I I I love the music that I've heard of them, but mm-hmm. I am so young that I have not gone back and listened to all of it. It's a very large project to undertake. Yeah. Um, I honestly I wonder if people who like were steeped in that era actually heard all of it. Like you got to wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean like you can't really blame someone for not knowing every single song kind of thing no like but but yeah appreciate and love them and respect them in this house oh definitely (laughs) definitely yeah so my top five favorite hollow note songs are gonna have to be the first one is easy i can't go for that no can do Mm. that is the first favorite Hollow Notes song that I ever had and to this day the second that song comes on my head's bobbing my feet are tapping I'm grooving Mm -hmm. I do a little like head bobbing weave along to the synth it's always a party when that song comes on and it's so good Um, hearing that live oh my gosh they did this really cool funky version of that song live too it was so (laughs) fun man um so that's one sarah's file is probably another favorite because again it is incredibly beautiful if you have never heard that hollow note song i beg of you listen to it and i mean like Yes, I. Hollow Notes has been around for a long time. So mm-hmm. if you are, I mean, if you're older than forty five and you've never heard it, you have zero excuse. But like, you really don't. It was on the radio. Yeah. So for days. You know. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, listen to that song. It's beautiful. I love it so much. Um, I'm gonna also go with. Kiss on my list. I love that song because it's just that's another kind of it. It's similar to "You Make My Dreams" in it being kind of just like a sweet, fun song that makes you feel good, but it's a little more. Um, it's a little more. I guess maybe "toys" a good word for it. Um, and I like that. Um, whereas You Make My Dreams is very, like, grandiose and pumps you up, um, Kiss on My List has more of a sort of, like, just a cheeky kind of tone to it, and I like that. I also like Private Eyes. Of course. Because I I really like the part- The clapping! The the clapping! clapping. (laughs) It's really great. It's always fun. That was another one that was really fun to see live. Oh, I bet. And I bet they, I bet they killed it. They, they did. It, it's funny because so Daryl Hall can't really sing like he used to. Oh uh, no, pobrecito! Ter- I mean, like you listen to their older stuff, and he really goes for those high notes. So like, he, he's not, he's not a young kid anymore. Like, oh, so. But, despite that, he's figured out a way to still make those songs sound fresh and good, you know, working Mm -hmm. with the way his voice sounds now. And that was, Private Eyes was a fun one because it, I, I feel like that one is a little less... I, I feel like he was, it's it's an easier one to translate to kind of a lower register. Or okay. At the very least, it feels that way. So, getting I to, agree. It's, it has potential, I think. It has potential. And so, 
it was just fun to hear him do it and then just having the crowd around you all doing the clapping part <laughs> it's just it's just a bop it's just it's a whole vibe um that's four right uh yes so you got one more okay the last you want to say rich girl i'm tempted but i also want to say i'm tied well between a lot of songs um between rich girl and out of touch but i also liked one-on-one see this is very hard i guess if i had to pick a last one it would be i guess i'm gonna go with rich girl (laughs) but (laughs) very uh no it's tied between rich girl and out of touch okay that's fair and so I'm. I guess I'm gonna cheat and pick six instead of five. But it. All right. It, yeah, because, I mean, rich girl is just so. Um, it it's just so fun and upbeat and boppy, and also has the added bonus of kind of just being like a, Haha, you're stupid, kind of song, <laughs> like, you know, and. The chorus is just so singable. Uh, but I also like... Um, I resonate more with the lyrics of Out of Touch than I do with True. Rich Girl. And That's fair. I, I also just like the chorus. So, yeah, it's a tie between those two. So, that's me. Now, what about you? Top however many you want to do. Okay, I'm, I'm still limiting myself to five. Um, this is easy. This is easy. Okay, so, first off, You Make My Dreams. Second, Man Eater. Third, Rich Girl. Four, I Can't Go For That, No Can Do, because all of those we've already discussed in great detail. And and I've proclaimed my love for them already, but my fifth, my fifth is going to be Private Eyes. And I will tell you why. Because up until this uh, afternoon, I thought I knew why I love Private Eyes. You know, the, the funky beats, the, uh, the, 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 the high notes, the clapping, all of that. You know, I thought it was, you know, I just enjoy the lyrics. I, I they, they resonate with me. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's like Private Eyes are watching you, you know, whatever. But no, today, while driving my sister around, this song came up on the shuffle. And she said to me, seriously, oh, is this that song, that Hollow Notes song, Friday Nights? And I turned and looked at her and said, no, which song are you referring to? And she goes, you know, the one Friday Nights I watch. (laughs) To which I screamed. (laughs) And she begged me, please don't say this on the podcast. So, of course, Uh... here I am. Talking about it on the podcast. Friday nights. (laughs) And that's that's now why I love Private Eyes. Hollow Notes did a really beautiful cover of You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Um which I think is so far the only version that does the original justice. The original was sung by the Righteous Brothers, and there's really nothing like that version to me because of how low that register can go versus how high it can go in the song. And it's a really, really lovely song to sing. Um, and hollow notes are the only ones I know who've done it true justice. So... Shout out to them for that. That might be my bonus song. Uh, but that said, I think I think we've covered Hall and Oates. Yeah, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, Hall and Oates are just a really great band from the '80s that have touched many lives with their fun, mm. funky beats and lyrics and songs and I appreciate them for 
I appreciate them for being a way for me to connect with my dad. Yeah. I think I always thought that was really cool that he was able to introduce me to them. And then especially especially when I got to see them live, which, again, I cannot thank my good pal Katarina <laughs> enough for buying me tickets for my birthday because they played their show on my actual birthday. Um, so it really sort of came full circle seeing them, seeing this band that's been a part of my life for so long and getting to watch them in their hometown, no less. Mm. And, and then getting to call my dad up the next day and tell him all about it. It's just, it was, it was a really great moment. And so I, I appreciate the music of Hollow Notes for that reason specifically. And just, just in general for just creating great music that stands the test of time. So I guess I'm glad that those gangbangers shot up that hotel when you guys first met, when you ran into the same service elevator for shelter. And we're like, oh, you like music too? Because like, in no situation would I be like, yeah, gangbangers. But I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's the weird way life works. Yeah. By the way, what? (laughs) Yeah. Huh? What kind of origin story? Uh, (laughs) I mean, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, well, all right. we've successfully covered Paula Notes, so now it's time for the first up-and-comers of season oh two. Oh my god! Oh, to start off this segment of up-and-comers, what artists have you been grooving to recently? Well, cool cats, I've been grooving to a great new band from Los Angeles called The Honey Sticks. Mm. I'm going to drop this voice now. Um, <laughs> the Honey Sticks are a band uh, fronted by another musician that I really like called Ricky Montgomery. Mm. Um, I really like his solo stuff. He's really, really talented. And when I heard he started a whole other band, I was like, yes, I'm going to check it out. And it's good. It's really good. So um, if you like kind of, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide how I want to describe the honey sticks. Um, They're kind of like, they're kind of a funky indie band, but like they've got a really nice groove, a mellow groove going. Um, I would suggest starting with their newest single. I don't love you anymore. (laughs) It's, it's a really good song. It's a mood. Um, And I also like Get To You. Um, Honestly, so far I've enjoyed everything that the band has put out. They have an EP out right now that's just the Honey Sticks. Uh, Check it out. Give them a listen. Uh, Tell them Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Um, You can follow them on Twitter at the Honey Sticks or find them on Facebook with the same name. So, give them a listen, and let us know if you like them. Yeah. So, who are you grooving to this week? So, the band that I've been listening to recently is Youth Fountain. If you're into pop punk, if you went to the Warp Tour way too many times as a kid, you're gonna love these guys. Um, They just recently signed to pure noise records and that's actually how i discovered them because i Mm. follow pure noise on twitter and i saw a tweet that they put out about um youth fountain's newest song uh rose colored glass and so i decided to give it a shot and take a listen and i really dug it 
and it made me want to listen to more. And so that's when I discovered their song, Worried, and I love that song. Um, it probably is because it appeals to the sort of anxious person that I am. <laughs> um, it's a, It's definitely a really good song for those sort of moments of anxiety and pressure. And I dig it. And just in general, it's just a really loud in your face song and um the vocals are strong and the music is great and yeah you're just gonna thrash your head around and have a great time listening to them so definitely check them out if that's what you're feeling if that's the vibe you want to go for in your life i think we all use a little bit of that in our lives um and you can check them out on twitter at youth fountain underscore and you can also check them out on facebook at youth fountain music feel free to give them a shout out on your social media channels and let them know rhapsody and reverie sent you give them a listen uh hopefully you like them and yeah i can't wait to see what they come out with next. Thank you so much for listening uh, to season two, episode one. This is a wrap. Woo! Woo! Please, please follow us on our Facebook accounts and Twitter. Uh, now you can also join our Facebook group, Rhapsody Fam. Please join that. Uh, it's a place where we're trying to be a little less formal, a little more... Uh, into the dank memes. We share so dope memes. And dope memes. talk about great music that's coming out every week. It's a yeah. great place to discover some new music um, mm-hmm. every week besides just our up-and-comer segment on the show. So yeah. definitely follow it. And it's a place where you can share music that you listen to as well. And you can be like, hey, yeah. Guys, check out this song. It's super easy. Sometimes sometimes we have exclusive content on there uh, that you won't get to see just by following Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to be completely in the Rhapsody No, you should, you should follow the group. Yeah, join the fam, guys. Join the fam. Yeah. But please, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, We're also on Spotify now, so follow us on Spotify. Um, Check out our Tumblr, because we've got one of those now, where sometimes we post album reviews or song reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, Check the website, as always, for more announcements uh, to come. We've got a really fun season for you this fall mm-hmm. we're really excited about it we got some um, new stuff new stuff new ideas new projects where will we end science has gone too far <laughs> they said it couldn't be done they said it shouldn't be done we did it anyway <laughs> uh, all right well yeah so why don't we tease our next episode listeners it is time for everybody's favorite moment the hint the hint it is it is time it is time for me to dredge my favorite and adrian's most hated all right podcast meme from the depths of the earth you really didn't have podcast goblin Mm -hmm. hint master okay Sadly, he is on vacation in Australia and will not be back for some time. So he has asked me to pass on the hint while he is dealing with the outback. Um, (laughs) Just what's the hint? Much to her relief. (laughs) The hint for this, uh, for next week's episode, dear listeners, is that this artist has played two different iconic Broadway characters within two years of each other. 
Looks like she's certainly ringing up quite the phone bill from her casting calls. I don't know. I'm, this is bad. Anyway, so musician who's played two iconic female Broadway roles within the past couple of years. Um, see if you can uh, guess who that is. Who could it be? Now, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> give us your guesses, take your best shot. And Sebastian, our MVP from season one, we have not forgotten about you. Mm-hmm. We are still trying to come up with a good way to show our appreciation. And Sebastian, care to reclaim your throne? Show us what you got. Go for it. <laughs> show us what you got, everyone. See if you can beat Sebastian. Heads up, you can't. Because he's the best. (laughs) He is. Um, Undefeated. So. (laughs) I'm so proud of him. Uh, (laughs) So proud of you. (laughs) You did it. Well. (laughs) He went four for four. He did. Let's see. Oh my god, Sebastian. If you can kill it all season, I'll I'll die. (laughs) you'll replace her (laughs) (laughs) with the podcast goblin full time Josh alright well it's that time it is that time now listeners to say goodbye and it's a happy goodbye because it's the start of a new season so we're coming back to you next week and the week after that and the week after that. Week after that. So. And the week after that. Don't. And the fret. week after that. <laughs> We're coming for you. And the you. week after. Like a man eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs>